Ronald Blanco took the mound in his major league debut as a starter, got the win. Jose Abreu contributed with some RBIs. Let's talk about this and a good Astros first game win against the Angels on tonight's Locked on Astros. Alvarez hits a high drive center field. Beer leans back. This game is turned upside down. There's the runner. Fly ball down the right field line. Tucker comes on. Kyle Tucker. This time they finish the job. Hello and welcome to Locked On Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. We are Locked On Houston Astros and we hope that you join us for a daily Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Talks Find the show at Locked On Astros, your team every day. Brett, where can they find you at? They can find me at HM Wheelhouse on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. They can find me at Stroh's 411 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive, always Stroh's. Thank you guys for making us your first listen on YouTube. Uh, go ahead and give us a thumbs up and become an everydayer. Somebody that listens to our podcast on your way home to work, on your way to work, your way home from work on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast, go and check us out. Make us your everyday listen. Become an everydayer, and that's awesome. And today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. And I know a lot of people probably use that to go to the game tonight. Uh, that was an awesome experience. So we're going to talk a little bit about today's game. Much better game than the last game versus the Twins. You had a lot of offense, a lot of pitching. Ronel Blanco joined the rotation. Now the Astros have a six-man rotation. Bregman with a clutch hit. He's been hot recently. How hot? We're going to talk about that. And also we're going to talk about Tucker he may be hitting up, uh, heating up as well, as well as Jose Abreu. And then on the mound, pretty soon, it's going to be Shohei Otani. I, I believe he's starting tomorrow. So there's a, some of the things we're going to be talking about in today's game. So I know uh, in today's show. So I know you're at the game today, Brett. Uh, what are your takeaways from Ronel Blanco? Well, you know, he, he did allow a lot of base runners. He kind of went to a trial by fire um, approach. But he got out of it. You know, um, it, it's he's just a few days removed from his longest start in Sugarland that I was actually at. And he went six and two thirds innings, had nine strikeouts. And so I thought tonight he did excellent. You know, he gave up the one run. Um, actually, he gave up the two runs. He gave up the, the, uh, the uh, solo shot there. But, you know, solo home runs don't typically beat you if you've got an offense like the Houston Astros. I thought he looked good. I thought he was poised. I thought he got it together early on. He was missing a lot of stuff high. When he was missing, he was way out of the zone. Diaz was in there. Diaz apparently did a good job calling the game for him, keeping him calm. And the guys settled in. Once they saw Reed Detners a couple of times, uh, they basically jumped on him. And um, they took care of business. But Ronel Blanco did a phenomenal job. Going in there today, five and one-thirds innings, seven hits, only two earned runs, three walks, five strikeouts. And so, look, he gets, he notches his first major league win. He puts Dusty Baker into seventh all-time, I believe, or eighth all-time with 2,126 eighth, yes. wins. Right. Is that correct? Yeah, he goes so, ahead of Bucky Harris. Um, so 
Yes. Yeah. So there sorry. You go. So, uh, so he, next is on the list. Uh, yeah. Bucky Harris is next. No, yes. he just passed uh, McCarthy. Is it right? I think so. So Bucky Harris yeah. is next with uh, twenty-one thousand. Sorry, twenty-one fifty-eight. Twenty-one thousand. Uh, He's got yes. a long ways. He's. Gonna, I'm still sorry, guys. Working Dusty, on interview stuff. I'm just doing okay. this podcast. That's okay. Dusty out tonight. So well, look, Dusty Baker is going to have to probably manage for a hundred years for that right. to happen. But anyways. Great, great um, addition to the rotation. Look, yeah. this, you and I talked today about the trade talk and stuff, how we've got three guys down. We've got the, the three guys up. You've got JP France, who's pretty much dealing. you got D-Lack, who's doing a good job at Ronell. I mean, good job. You couldn't have asked, I think, for a better start. I mean, the only thing better would he would have gone, you know, hitless in those innings he was pitching. But you're not going to ask someone like that to, someone like him to do that first off on the mound. Yeah, so uh, I know before today's start, the previous high of pitches for Ronel Blanco was 86 pitches. And a lot of people were like, I saw this on Twitter. I saw this in our little chat as well. Why did Dusty Baker bring him back out for another inning? Because he had a shortened bullpen. Uh, he, he, he had to use a lot of relievers in yesterday's game. So he only had X amount of relievers. And so he was trying to get as much as he could. And uh, he wanted to push Ronel Blanco. And uh, so he got him up to, I want to say like 94, 95 pitches, something like that. But um, to his credit, he did get out of a lot of um, uh, jams. And, yeah, he did. Know, and so I know in the first inning, he walked Mike Trout. Those weren't that wasn't even a competitive at bat. Some of those pitches were way outside, and then Shohei Itani um, got that single, but then he struck out the next uh, two batters, and then in right. second inning he uh, got the bases loaded, but then uh, was able to, I believe, get Shohei Itani to strike out in that situation. So he was able to get out of those situations for the most part. He had some movement. If you look at the baseball savant. Um, he had 12 swings and misses on, on the game. So he was throwing pretty good pitches. It looks like yeah. some life on his um, pitches and five strikeouts, three walks. Um, I think the uh, the more he gets comfortable, I think there's a lot of nerves going into his first big and, start. In that, in that big strikeout with bases loaded to Otani, I mean, he got him chasing that breaking pitch. I mean, he Otani sold out. I think Otani was expecting a fastball because of the situation and that's typically where you know rookie pitchers and I actually heard something interesting on Sirius XM today on loud outs how a lot of times young pitchers what they'll do is they will try to not make certain pitches and then they'll over pitch and I think mm-hmm. that's what Blanca was trying to do early on that's why the ball was not just missing it was missing by a great deal um you know the uh, Angels manager lost it when he got a third pitch called strike um later in the game i can remember if if he was on the mound or if it was a relief pitcher but that one it wasn't an, a, a totally egregious miss but it was clearly not a strike and it went the astros way so you like to see that um well Phil ne- nevin got thrown out of that game um, exactly oh yeah no yeah that's that's exactly what i'm talking about like he he blew a gasket. He and I went and watched the replay. I was like, "Yeah, that definitely missed the zone. It didn't it hit the bottom of the outside. side. It was low and outside." And yeah. I, I can understand why the. I think it was uh, Drewy uh, who actually had it, uh, the calls against him. But I think that the Astros have seen a lot of calls like that, and I we saw the who was it Centrone get run the other day. 
but the umpires are just not, they're not getting any love from teams across baseball. And uh, maybe it's a need for, it was actually Taylor Ward. It was Taylor Ward. Taylor okay. Ward. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Taylor Ward. It was actually low and inside because it was, it was really at his ankles, but look, that's going to happen. Baseball is going to baseball. And, and until you get robo umpires, you're going to have that. You're going to have that kind of stuff. When you get robo umpires, you're not going to get those calls anymore. So I guess enjoy them when they go your way while they last, because it's coming folks. It's come out. I, I would be shocked if it doesn't start happening next year. Yeah. So we'll see what happens, but um, let's talk about some offense in a second. We know that yeah. Bregman came through with some big hits and Abreu is finally starting to uh, just come through with some hits. And I know you went to the game, awesome experience. And how can our listeners get to the game if they don't have a tickets at the last minute? Well, they can go to game time. I mean, you don't have to have a ticket weeks in advance. You don't have to plan ahead. If you and your family decide to jump in the car and go to Minute Maid Park in downtown Houston, just grab the game time app, download it to your phone. It's free. Once you download and you create your own um, profile, you use the promo code locked on MLB for $20 off your first purchase. But it's not just baseball games. You can go to a Houston Dynamo game. You can go to a comedy show. You can go to a play. If your wife wants to go see the opera, if you want to go see a Broadway play, whatever, go check it out. And you can wait till the till right before the game or right before the opening act comes on it. You don't have to fumble through your email. It's right there on the app, two clicks and you're in. And this special thing, if you find a seat in the same section, the same row for a cheaper price on a different website, then game time will, will basically refund you 110% the difference of that ticket. You can put that towards another purchase. So make sure you check out game time, get download the app. It's easy to use game time the lowest prices, the best seats that are out there. Check out game time today. And the Astros do play the Angels on Friday night, 7-10 Central Standard Time. Catch every pitch of the Astros hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. We're sparking forward. It got the plays. Search Astros. And then eventually you'll be able to find all the Locked on Astros podcasts on that same app as well. All right, so Bregman, since moving to the uh, fourth hole in the lineup, um, he's actually not walked a lot. Like today was his first walk since uh, hitting cleanup. But we've seen him kind of have an uptick in his batting average, and he's been oh, yeah. having a lot more production because he's looking to drive the ball more instead of just trying to get on base. In fact, um, he's on eight-game hitting streak. Um, he's batting 406 in his last eight games, and he had a big – Eight. Uh, he had a big two-run single in this game that actually gave the Astros the four-two lead at that time to give Ronel Blanco the um, his first major league win. And um, in the last thirty days, uh, Bregman ranked second on the Astros behind Alvarez and every offensive stats, RBIs, batting average, slugging percentage, OPS, and so. Uh, he's also joined the 30 RBI club on the Astros. So uh, we see Alex Bregman starting to make those uh, baby steps up to becoming the player that the Astros thought he would be, especially after that great season he had last year. So sometimes you have to be patient with some of these guys. And yeah. Bregman's been playing every day. And so that's what you have to do. You have to keep on playing them. And eventually they're going to, uh, go back to what they're supposed to be. Well, and he's traditionally a slow starter. I mean, anybody in Houston knows that. If you have a pulse and you watch baseball and you're an Astros fan, 
you know that Bregman historically is a slow starter. You know, Tucker had the hot start. We talked about Tucker starting hot. Bregman started cold, and they're kind of kind of leveling out a little bit. But Kyle Tucker, dude, three for four tonight, huge mm-hmm. game. And, I mean, you can't say enough about Bregman getting the hit, about, about Tucker going three for four. And I, w- I was in section 100 of the Crawford boxes tonight. Man, I wish Abreu would have pulled that ball just a little bit more. That ball was about 15 feet from our seats. It was really close, and I literally said, I brought my glove to catch Abreu's second home run. Dang it, I was so close, but yet so far away. Right. Um, you know, what are my concerns going into this with the offense? You know, um, hasn't been Bregman because Bregman's been heating up. Um, I knew Tucker was going to figure it out. But one of the things that gives me hope about Abreu, and I talked about this with um, Ben DeBose um, last or the night before at the game, is, is that he's been late on everything, which indicates – his timing's off, not that there's an injury, right, or whatever. So he'll eventually figure it out. And tonight, man, when he hit that ball, I mean, he contributed with two RBIs. Two of those five runs were because of Jose Abreu. So he contributed. And his defense, we don't talk about this enough on the show. His defense has been excellent lately. He's been working first base, and I think he's probably playing the best defense at first base that I've seen Abreu play in his whole career. And that's definitely a positive sign. Yeah, the the best thing is is that he's like smooth. He's uh, like if you look at that double, he didn't like try to crush the ball. He's just like smooth and compact. Well, he well, and and he actually extended his arms more, Eric. He looks like he's more comfortable at the plate. He doesn't look hesitant. And 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 look, it's it's between your ears. You know, I think was it Barris said baseball is like. 90% 90% mental, the rest is physical or, you know, something like that. Some, I'll have to pull up his his great quote that he had about that. But I think it's been between the ears for him. I think it's been a confidence thing. I think it's been a new new place. Imagine Jose Abreu becoming the clutch hitter he is in the playoffs. And that's why you got him. That's what we need. We need him to find his way when we get to the playoffs and be clutch Abreu. Because, again, remember, before he came here, 311 lifetime with runners in scoring position. Okay. Yeah, definitely. But uh, I I got really excited with that foul ball in the early game. I forgot what any yeah. was, but that was crushed. Oh yeah, that- we all thought it was gone. Yeah, we were like, yeah, like we were cheering, high fiving each other, and then we're like, oh wait, it was foul. <laughs> yeah, we couldn't tell. And that double that he hit, uh, that was one hundred seven point nine miles per hour off, off the bat. Launch angle was seventeen degrees. It went 382 feet of um, an expected batting average of 650, and that would have been out of eight out of 30 ballparks. So unfortunately, not Minmade Park. It would have gone out of Wrigley Field, guaranteed rate field, his old ballpark, Dodger mm. Stadium, American Family Field, Citizen uh, City Field, Citizen Bank Park, Petco Park, and Oracle Park. Oh, wow. There you go. The whole list, Eric named them all, you know, but seriously, it is so hard when it goes over by that foul pole. Like, I don't care how much you watch that ball. It, it's so deceptive. It's, it's, so, it's almost like the foul pole's the, the, the foul pole is so big. It just throws everything off. Cause once that ball gets in that corner, it's like a, it's like a black hole, you know? Um, but this team had fun tonight. Corey Jolks got on, got a big hit. Um, you know, the offense looked good. They did you know, they didn't score 10 or 12 runs, but they scored five runs and they were right. productive hits. And, but, okay, what was Pena doing stealing when Alvarez was at the plate? 
like he was safe he just acts he just lifted his um i, I forgot it was his arm i know his but when jordan's at the plate when jordan's at the plate and this team doesn't have a good history of base running why in the heck are you taking the bat by stealing of- people are stealing left and right with the shorter distance between this bases is the and astros the- with the shorter bases we're still not great on the base pass the key my key point is alvarez is at the plate yeah. You don't take the bat out of his hand. Like I, That way you can score on a single. They're trying to get uh, the upper hand. When the Astros offense is struggling, you try to get the upper hand. And that's why he did. You can't like the Astros won. I mean, but it, the, I know, but it's Jordan at the plate. You don't take the bat out of your best hitters hands, especially when he hasn't gotten a hit, you know, like, like, I don't know. I'm just saying like yeah. base running is not base running is probably the least favorite part of the Astros game. Oh, you're talking about the one where, um, Oh yeah. Okay. I, I remember that he actually struck out Alvarez he actually foul tipped. He did. He did. He did strike out, but yeah. it was a strikeout throw him out. And so, you know, what's funny is I didn't realize at the time that it was the third strike and that it was a strike him out, throw him out. I, yeah. I thought that he had two strikes on him, but still, no, it was a strikeout, not, not a caught Yeah, standing. but so if he strikes out and Pena's on first, I don't know. Look, quit making base running errors. If the bases are shorter, you shouldn't be you shouldn't be getting thrown yeah. out. Period. So, so that was actually Alvarez's fault, not Pena's fault. There, booyah. Mm, okay, true. He missed the baseball. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> that makes. But he sense. could have yeah, been trying right. to protect Pena. He saw Pena running, so he. That's true. At that okay, pitch, there you so. go. Okay, there's a yeah. there's that was you know, the third out. So you know, and and honestly, that sometimes is the fault of going to the game. That makes it tough talking about mm-hmm. the game afterwards because you don't tend to pick up on like I literally. It took me an inning to realize. Oh wait, that was a double play, basically. I honestly did. I thought that was only the second strike on on Alvarez, and I thought that the third out was was Pena. So, anyways, I no. okay. No, it was I guess I got distracted. Yeah, no, my, Alvarez was st- struck out, and that was third struck out. out so that's two. The third out was Pena. Okay, no. we got it. Move along. No. What? No, uh, there's two outs before that play, and then okay. Pena, and then uh, then Alvarez struck out. Oh, okay. So, so Pena wasn't even tagged out. No, that's what uh, oh, okay. people in comments, and that's what I've been trying to tell you. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, because okay. it, it took me a second to remember what play you're saying. So. I confused myself. Then, sorry, guys. You know what? Y'all do a great job following along. Sometimes I miss details. It's okay. You know what? So that's almost why it's almost better sometimes to not go to the game. And no, you're maybe- right. Just You're go right. to um, like Hooters of NASA and other Hooters across Houston and just watch the game live there and uh, just uh, have some great food. So go and tell us about Hooters. Yeah. So check out Hooters and the world famous Hooters girls at all the local Hooters restaurants. They are our new sponsor for Locked on Astros. Go cheer on Chase Elliott on race day. You can get eight boneless wings and a 32 ounce Bush Light special edition cup. For $16. That's right. Only $16. You'll want to go check it out. They don't just have wings. They have sandwiches. They have salads. Anything you want um, from brews on tap to whatever food you want out there. It is the place to go. It is a place to watch Astros games. Any Hooters restaurant, whether you are in Pearland, Webster, or any part of the Houston area, just look up for your local Houston area Hooters. 
and tell them that Locked On Astros sent you. Let them know that we enjoy the wings. I love the Daytona Beach style wings. I know Eric, he loves boneless wings or tenders. He likes the original wing sauce. When we go there, we have a great time. The food is great. The service is phenomenal. And again, check out their new Cheer on Chase Elliott Race Day Bundle, eight boneless wings, 32-ounce Bush Light Special Edition Cup for $16. Check them out today. All right. Uh, don't forget, Shoei Itani is going to be on the mound versus Frommer Valdez. It's the matchup of the century. It literally is because you got two aces on the mound. So this is something that you don't get to see outside of opening day situation. So uh, if you don't get to watch the game or get to go to game or go to Hooters or, and watch the game, uh, go and check it out on Sirius XM. First pitch is at 710. Go and catch all the play-by-play to, on the Sirius XM app. Just go and uh, it's on SXM on the app. Just search Astros and you can hear all the great plays and hopefully the Astros are going to have a victory against Shohei Itani and, and the Angels. So um, let's go ahead and look at that matchup. That's going to be – oh, any more mm. closing thoughts about today's game? Yiner Diaz had a big RBI hit. He had a home run the other day. He looks like – Hey, look, Abreu looks bit. good. Hector Neri's kept up his his scoreless streak. He's got the longest um, scoreless inning streak. Montero in. did good. Da, I, know. Da, da, da. I know. I'm getting there. Hold on. Let me – Okay, Eric, I'm, you asked me my final thoughts. And you interrupted me with that drama, dramatic crap. Okay, Hector Neres coming into the game had not allowed a run in his last 17 appearances, 15.1 innings pitched, now 16.1 innings pitched, and it ranks as the largest and longest um, scoreless streak of his career and also the current longest active streak. And you love to see Montero get up there. Um, Montero has had a lot of criticism this year. I think a lot of people see the contract he signed and assume that he should be perfect every time he touches the mound. Two strikeouts, only one hit, and then your guy um, Presley comes in and gets another save, his 11th save. You know, he started a new streak. He basically had the longest save streak until his last blown save dating mm-hmm. back to last year. So, you know, all the people kind of had this recent – like a recency bias whenever a relief pitcher does bad they're like he's terrible he's horrible why is he our closer why is he our relief pitcher well look they're going to mess up they're not perfect and i think all the relief pitchers look good look they did use one two three four they did use four relievers but they were minimal use two-thirds of an inning for Nares, one inning for each abreu montero and presley so you finish the game with nine strikeouts overall only giving up two runs on 11 hits I'll take it, and I'll take the win. All right, yeah. Uh, through the first uh, two innings, you had Blanco throw 46 pitches. So there is a little bit of worry that he would not make it too deep into this game. So um, I think the fact that um, they used the bullpen that they did, I think Dusty Baker is happy and satisfied, and every everything's good and golden, especially with Shohei Itani on the mound versus Frommer Valdez. On the next day, you definitely think that their um, Astros are probably a little bit more confident and maybe Farmer Valdez going deep in this game. Shoei Itani, um, the history between the two teams, they have faced them a lot, of course. Uh, Brayu is actually batting 429 in seven bats versus Otani. And if you look, uh, Martin Maldonado has a home run against him. I actually remember that. And Kyle Tucker is batting 118 with a home run. 
against them. And Bregman is batting 375. Altuve is batting 292. So those are people that have had success against Otani. He's five and one with the 2.91 ERA on the season with 90 strikeouts. So he's having a pretty good season. And Valdez is five and four with the 2.38 ERA, 77 strikeouts. Run support hasn't always been there for him. And if you look at who's had some success against him, uh, it's been Otani with a home run, Neto with a home run, and uh, uh, Walsh with a home run as well. So, um, and then some other guys batting 400, like Ward is batting 420 at bats. And but Otani overall is batting 143 against Valdez. Look. Otani against Houston overall is 220 lifetime, Eric. He does have 11 home runs in those 71 games. Um, Otani and Trout typically don't really show up as a big threat to the Astros. They just, we keep them baffled. And I know Trout hates facing Valdez. (laughs) When you call Valdez saying he's got the nastiest hook in Major League Baseball, you know that Trout like respects him. And that was one of the scarier things tonight about Ronel Blanco. Not that Ronel Blanco was on the mound, but that he was facing Otani and Trout. And that in a second that these guys can turn on a baseball and absolutely destroy, right? Not only a baseball, but destroy the confidence of the pitcher on the mound. But, you know, even if you got a couple solo shots from them, you still beat them because you scored the five runs. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I look at a box score for the angels and I see, Otani trout back to back and they lose nine to four. So um, pitching is still there. Achilles heel. I think going into the next game, I think Framber Valdez is able to take Otani. I think we do our business. And over the next three games, I think we take two of the next three. And I think we could take three of the four from this series. We'll be sitting pretty because uh, now we're two and a half back of the Rangers. If you look at the angels pitching overall, I'm trying to find it. Why are they so hard to see? Oh, there they are. Their ERA is 4.23 on the season. The Astros will have the best at 3.25. The twins 3.45. The Mariners are 3.64, but their offense can't seem to score a lot of runs for them. And if you're looking where the Rangers are, their ERA is 3.68. So they're doing a lot of it with offense and outscoring a lot of teams. And, so uh, it's it's going to be interesting to see what prevails in a long 162-game season. Is it going to be the team that has the better pitching or the better offense? And at this point, you could say the Rangers have the better offense, but that could change. Who knows what the Astros will do at the trade deadline? I know you and I did a show earlier today uh, uh, looking at Dana Brown's um, comments over uh, the past couple of days right. and what we think could happen, but we don't know. It's just too early to really say what's going to happen. We know that they're going to have to make some additions at the trade deadline because there's too many holes. As Marco said, uh, they're still dangerous. They just need to score more and they need to score more often. And that's too many times. They're just, they have a great game. The next game they give up, they only score like zero or one or no run or or two runs or something like that. So it just, they got to be more consistent overall. Yeah, exactly. And just to wrap just to wrap the show up, great job by the Houston Astros to get the first win of the series, of four-game series. This has been a great show talking about the Astros getting a win in Houston at Minute Maid Park. Um, that's all we got for tonight, folks, because we got the weekend coming up on us, and we are 
looking forward to doing just talking post series. So any final thoughts? Uh, no, just uh, go ahead and knock Shohei Itani out in the third inning or something and that way you don't have to face him anymore. But uh, I think it's going to be an epic game uh, today, tomorrow, and we'll see what the rest of the series turns out to be. All right, sounds good. All right, so for myself and Eric the Man Heisman, this is – what is that? I don't know what that was. We're trying to go into the night smoothly. That's right. Your Locked on Astros podcast. I'm H-Town Wheelhouse. He's Eric Heisman. You can find us on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Tell your friends about us. Tell your family about us. Get around the TV and watch our show before the game. Check out our Dana Brown show if you miss it. And the Drew Gilbert show I filmed with Lindsey Crosby. Y'all have a good one. We are out. Let's go Astros. And remember, they play Friday night, 7-10. Catch every pitch of the hometown broadcast on the Sirius XM, SXM app. Search Astros.